We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. But most importantly, we are here to have a good time with you. Go to contentsprofit.com to get started today and join the community. I almost forgot that you added that part in there, man. Like, <laughs> Me too. Thank God I am reading this script. Yes, I, I almost forgot as you well. You almost forgot yeah. as well? Okay, you wrote it. I know. <laughs> Guys, hey, importance for those creating content out there, keep him, keep your cheat sheet handy. Oh, yeah. All right. That, the cheat sheet has been lifesaver, guys. <laughs> yes. But today we have an incredible guest and we're talking all about, are we going to have to bleep this? No, no bleeping. No bleeping. Bro. No bleeping. We're talking about fuck being fine. Yes. What yes. does that mean? We see our guests smiling and laughing in the background. <laughs> Maybe, uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll have to dig in this. Yeah. I know. I'm excited. It's How are you, Fonzie? I, I already have like a good How are segment. you, Fonzie? Me? Yeah. I am great. There you go. There you go. I, yeah, trick question. Trick question. I know. I was about to say fine. I was like, no. Hey, uh, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed we do. Thank you for asking, good sir. Today's sponsor is your own. The Base Bros. Yes, we sponsor our own podcast with Content Momentum. And you might be asking yourself, what is Content Momentum? Well, mm -hmm. if you need a fractional content team to help you leverage your time and efforts and create more content out of the long-form pieces of content that you're already creating, such as this podcast that you're listening to or watching, slide in the DMs or, 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 or in simple world <laughs> words, right? Yeah. Uh, consistent <laughs> daily content. There we go. All right. Yes. Good job. Oh, that's good. That's good. Go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we talked about this, man. Come on. I know. I'm always changing it up. I'm always changing it up. <laughs> All right. Guys, go ahead and follow the show on your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at BizBrosCo because every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, these episodes are dropping right on your phone to create incredible momentum in your life and your business. That is right. And if today's guest help you move one step forward towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with three friends. That, my friend, is your ticket of admission. And, and, don't forget to leave a five-star review. Thank you. That, that and, and is becoming your, like, staple thing. It's so smooth. Uh, I need a shirt that, that you sure. said and, and. All right. <laughs> Today's friend is a good friend that is currently dedicating her life to help others live with more clarity and by their own rules. Oh, yeah, that is right. We met her through the bas Badass Business Summit. Pretty appropriate given her own badassery. And she is here today to help you become more aware and uncover the questions buried inside of you. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to take a look into the depths of my soul. Really fancy. <laughs> really. Also, today's guest is the host of the Fine is a Four-Letter Word podcast, a lifelong entrepreneur and a public speaker. All right, hold on. Before before you go there, okay. Before we started this show, I'm like, dude, why are you so close, like, to the show with like writing uh, the intros? And I know the theory. And I know why. It's yeah, because so you, you don't, don't want me to read it before we actually go live. Anyways, all right, uh, we're ready to rock and roll. Is, and I hope you are ready as well. Please welcome the one and only Lori Sides. What's up, Lori? Thank you so much for having me. I can already tell this is just going to be a wild ride. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, it, it ain't going to be fine, okay? <laughs> it's going to be amazing. All right. So clearly, I mean, we have to start there, right? Like we have to start. Why are we fucking with being fine? I mean, clearly we have to put a warning. In this. <laughs> we got to put a warning in the, yeah. in the front of this episode. Fancy. Right. Yeah. But I, I think before we get there, 
Lori, first of all, thank you for being here so much. And for those that might not be familiar with the badass Lori, can you share a little bit of your story? Right? Let's give a little bit of context before we dive deep into the depth of my brother's soul. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, it might be a little scary, but we'll get back to it. Uh, yeah, no. My my background is in marketing and corporate communications and broadcasting. I started mm -hmm. my first business in 2003 where I was making and marketing a product called the Gratitude Cookie based on a family recipe oh. and uh, marketing it as a tool for businesses to use to say thank you to their clients and to people who sent them referrals. Ran that business into the ground. No, I ran that business <laughs> for 11 years. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't scale it quite the way I wanted to. So I ended up shutting it down. Went back into marketing consulting. Got um, Started teaching networking strategies, actually. Uh, you know, how to walk into a, a room full of people you don't know and start a conversation. And then, um, and then pandemic. And nobody was going anywhere. So, uh, so then I changed... Uh, You know, somebody asked me to come back and start talking about gratitude again. Mm -hmm. And that pulled me back into this whole world of talking about gratitude and and then building on that meditation and visualization. And it just kind of snowballed into the whole fine is a four letter word podcast and the fuck being fine experience. Yes, mm -hmm. let's go. I love it. I love it. Um, we have to talk definitely on communication and broadcasting. Maybe later. I don't know, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we're but, gonna put it in there for whoo, sure. That's gonna be so good. Uh, cookies, please. You have to share the recipe. Like it has to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Like you have to send it to us at some degree. It's gonna become the Contents Profit official cookie. Mm. Just gonna put that out uh, there. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> there are a lot of people who would like me to bring this cookie back to the world. Yes. I don't know. Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> I sold all the equipment. Everything is gone. Mm. It's okay. Hey, maybe. That's, maybe we can pick it back up, right? Lori, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> I, I maybe, a, maybe. I have a question, right? Like, 11 years is a long time in business, right? I mean, you hear it's like, I don't remember the exact stat, but it's like 90% of businesses or 95% of businesses uh, fail in the first five years, right? And then out of those 5% that, that are left, like the 90% of those fail in the next five years again. Something like that is like crazy. So being in the game for 11 years, that's a big, big feat, right? What did you learn in those years? Like, what were some of the biggest lessons that you took away with you that you're now implementing in your current business? Well, first of all, it lasted that long because I'm stubborn. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, lots of lessons. So the, one of the biggest lessons is you have to have a support team. You have to have peers around you because as an entrepreneur, the people who are not entrepreneurs in your world, they don't get you. On those yeah. days when you are just like, screw it, I can't do this anymore, they're going to say, okay, we'll just go get a job. You need your other entrepreneurial friends or colleagues or whatever, peers, to be able to say, all right, let's, let's look at this or step away from it for a day or two and come back. You need them to support you in the in the challenging times and to celebrate with you in the successful times. Yeah. Mm. So that's the first thing for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think you need to ha go well, ahead. No, no. I was going to say, like, I, we totally relate. I think one of the things that have helped us, right, we're not we're not 
close to 11 years, but we've been together for a few years now doing this thing. And I, I don't think we would have been there. I, I even sometimes sit down and be like, am I actually going to continue to do this without Fonsi, for mm -hmm. example? Like, is that even like if that becomes an option where like he decides he wants to do something else? Do I have the strength to do this on my own, right? And the answer is I don't know. Like we've been very fortunate to to be on the same page in a lot of things and and share this journey together. And I think that's one of the things that with people such like yourself, like you come to the show. That's one of the first lessons. They're like, man, like try to find that one person or like those two people that even if they're not part of your own business, that you can communicate on a consistent basis to be able to like, okay, like this is the journey I'm facing. I don't I don't want to really face it alone. Because it, it is challenging. It's a roller coaster, not mm -hmm. only of emotions, but growth. Uh, and and uh, things will go south many times. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, thank you for sharing that. Appreciate it. Any yeah. other big lesson yeah, out I, there? I, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say it, it most oftentimes is not somebody else in your business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. It's somebody outside of your business yeah. who's running their own business. Yeah, that's supporting you. What, yeah. what led you to... to uh, gratitude right because we we've we've experienced that the effect of gratitude big mm. time that's a daily practice that we have with our team we we have a, a daily meeting that we call a daily huddle right and we start every single daily huddle we don't call it the daily huddle anymore is the morning fire sounds good <laughs> that is our internal branding <laughs> yes the morning fire meeting but for the world out there this is a daily huddle <laughs> That was good. Morning fire. Uh, we started with with a gratitude round. Like everybody goes around and says, like, what am I grateful for uh, today? Right. And that can be personal. It can be in the job. And at first, like uh, it felt a little awkward, but then people could not could not start the meeting without it. Right. Like they were like, this is probably one of my, our favorite parts of, of our day. And uh, we love to start our meetings and, and, and things like that. And it became this habit. So mm -hmm. um, we we started it after a period of like. That very painful period that we, I was there was a lot of personal stuff in there but like what led you to that because we've implemented it with other businesses that that we help and the initial reaction is very negative they don't they don't want to do it right and they're like really yeah and i know after your answer like if you're curious I'll, i'll explain to you what kind of like environment that is but uh but it turned positive like after we practice it for a little bit it's not natural for people to go there right like that that i guess that's what i meant right So why, yeah, why that transition? Yeah, it's not natural. You're right. You're right. It's not natural. And it's, so it's funny because when I started that business, uh, I wasn't a very grateful person either. Mm. <laughs> so it was a little bit ironic because, um, yeah, here I was selling gratitude and I wasn't a very grateful person. And my mentor at the time and friend, Paul, challenged me to read Do you know the science, the book of the science of getting rich by Wallace D. Waddles? I have not read it. I've, I've heard about it. Yeah, it's really old, like 1935, mm. something like that. 29, I don't know, one of those. Yeah. Like 100 years ago almost. Um, <laughs> yeah, so chapter seven in that book is on gratitude. Each mm. chapter is like three or four pages. And so Paul challenged me to read chapter seven for um, 30 days, once in the morning and once at night. To wow. kind of just really ingrain that whole concept of gratitude in my head. Yeah. And I did it. And um, yeah, I mean, because for some reason we, we, I think we are born, we may be born grateful, mm. you know, because we're pretty much a blank slate, but, but I think 
everybody is born with good intentions with um with goodness in them and then mm, it just it kind of gets programmed out mm. because we get trained to focus on the the negative or the the more um you know well i think that's part of evolution like we didn't want to get eaten by animals so we focused on the the threats yeah, yeah. as opposed to the positive good things mm. yeah absolutely yeah i feel like i was actually listening to this book called um Actually, I forgot how the book is called, <laughs> but it's by, it's by <laughs> Studio Clap for that. It's, by, it's, it's a really good one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good book. Uh, it, it's called Exactly What to Say by Phil Jones. Now I remember. Do you knew exactly what to say in that uh, moment, Fonzie? Yeah, Fonzi? I clearly knew. I <laughs> uh, the words out of my mouth. Um, and he's talking about in one, one of the phrases, right? Because he gives like these key phrases to share in specific moments, right? To help your negotiation. One of them, when he's giving the breakdown, he's talking about people's motivation. And people's motivation is either to gain something or to run away from fear, right, usually. And human nature tends more to go towards running away from, from like, fear of something bad happening. Like, it is proven scientifically that people will take bigger action by avoiding something bad. And I think that's why you see so much marketing around going talking in that way as well which at the same time is just like reinforcing those, those thoughts on people right and and it's i personally think it's a dangerous thing right i mean the news like i, I personally don't watch the news but you can see it every single time like you i don't know i feel like i would turn that thing on and i would be depressed after like five minutes just because it's like most of it right i'm not saying no i'm over generalizing in here a little bit but it's just negativity 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 right and it's because they know the human brain is just like that so how do we reframe right or a thought process to focus more on the positive and in gratitude instead of you know fear that's exactly what you have to do is reprogram rewire your brain and doing the things like you're doing every morning in your um <clears throat> what what was it again the internal fire the morning yeah. fire morning fire morning fire <laughs> yeah Uh, do you cook your coffee over that too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. Okay. No. So what you're doing is you're reprogramming, you're rewiring yeah. your brain because mm -hmm. we live in a society, like you said, that people watch the news and their brains get programmed by what they see on the news. Mm -hmm. We look at social media and for the most part, it's not all happy and, it, you know, it's trying to reprogram and rewire your brain as well. And which has been done throughout centuries by parents and society and religion and yeah. um, peers. But now it's happening even faster with social media yeah, and, and all kinds of media. So yes, you have to deliberately take back your programming and take it into your own hands, which mm -hmm. is exactly what, what you're doing and focusing on gratitude and finding opportunities like looking. So Have you ever heard that phrase that you'll always find what you're looking for? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking yep. for negative, you'll find plenty of it. If you're looking yep. for positive, you'll find plenty of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, so this is, so I'm going to take over here for a little bit. <laughs> sounds good, bro. <laughs> I, I don't remember the exact scientific word for it, but there's a part of our brain that is aware of certain things. Right. And that's, for example, when you're going to buy a new car, right? Let's say my brother, when he wanted his Jeep, he was just 
seeing jeeps everywhere right it's because his brain is kind of like priming that frame of where are the jeeps these are the things that i'm attracting and then all of a sudden you start thinking it must be a sign i probably need to get a jeep right or when and your girlfriend's like hey you know my period is late and then you start seeing babies all the all around Wow, that was hard. <laughs> that, that was that was very quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna hey, avoid. Hey, I'm gonna case, avoid that in one. Ca- in my case, that was my wife, so it's good. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, this one sounds very quick, uh, Lori. So the 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 yes. point is that if we focus on the negative, right, that part of the brain mm-hmm. is gonna be looking sub subconsciously. Subcon- wow, that's a tough big word right good, there. Good looking subconsciously. Subconsciously. Yeah. Subconsciously. There we go. Thank you. For those <laughs> negative things all around, right? And I think gratitude, especially doing it first thing in the morning or early, right? Even even at night as as well. Um it just primes that part of the brain to mm-hmm. look for mm-hmm. all those positive things, right? And it's so easy to fall for this is going bad for me, right? It's so easy. But I feel like the more you put yeah. these things into practice, and this is something actually I was talking on the phone before uh, this podcast, and I was telling my friend, like, wow, one of the things I'm grateful for is that I've realized that lately I'm very, very aware of, you know, when bad things happen that I can change them. I'm like, okay, I'm in full control of this. Let me change my mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's very powerful. It's still very difficult to change the mindset. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm still sometimes like conscious about it. I'm like, and I'm just down there, uh, all sad. But the fact that I'm aware of it right now, that I know I can control it, that that is already immense power. I feel that I okay. I'm in control of this situation. I can turn it around whenever I want. Yes, you just made a really good point, which is that. We are in control of our own minds. We can control, we can, um, yeah, we can control what we think about. At the same time, we are human and we have emotions. So if you're feeling sad, it's not necessary for you to immediately go, oh, I'm feeling sad and beat yourself up for feeling sad or angry or any of those emotions. Feel them, allow yourself to feel them and know that you can change how you feel by thinking differently. It's okay to feel what you feel. You know, I on my podcast, I talked to a lot of guests who were taught that well, they were actually not taught to have emotions. They were mm. taught that in their families, they do not have emotions. They don't express anger, yeah. fear, uh, sadness. There's just no emotion at all. Mm. Oh. That's not that's not how humans are wired. Yeah. So it is a matter of feeling the emotion and then choosing if you want to feel a better emotion. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah, that's good. Well, we we mentioned it last last podcast, right? I had an experience with my two year old the other day. Like he locked himself in the room, right? And I was like led to our morning fire and the calls and the thing. And then I had to be in this place. And I was like for like an hour, right? And I and I got really frantic. And I was like, well, you know, first let's get the kid out of the room, right? Like he's he's two. We got him out of the room, right? But after that, messages are coming in. Like, hey, where are you? Like this is the link or whatever. Like I need to drop him off. When I'm dropping him off, he through a tantrum right probably the reflection of how i was feeling in that, that at that time right and then one of the things that really helped me was like fancy was saying like and not only him has been aware of that but also me and then it's like i identify that this is how i'm feeling right now which is it's okay right but let's take a take a second take a deep breath and uh what i did immediately after was like hey 
this might not be the ideal situation, but what am I grateful for, right? Like going back to, to this like daily practice and it's like, dude, I have amazing in-laws that took my kid when he was uh, in, in the middle of a tantrum, right? To give him breakfast, for example, right? I have a car that I can move around. Uh, there's like, we have a team that we're about to meet that helps us with our service. Like all these things that maybe we, we, we take for granted, but when you take that second and recognize them immediately, it was incredible. Like immediately my mindset, my mindset completely shifted, right? And I want to like bring maybe this the, into- The morning fire burn through your negativity absolutely it's just like <laughs> boom gone um but i want to bring it right on the a little bit on the context of content creation and content production side of things right when we launched our 45 live challenge it was the first time a lot of people were going live in front of a camera in front of a phone forever right like and and a lot of fear can come to that right a lot of things are going to happen we're going to make mistakes right there's nobody going to be tuning in right there's some gonna, are going to say inappropriate things some are going to say inappropriate <laughs> things like uh louis <laughs> over here like it's things are going to happen right but then how do how do we deal with that it's gonna it's gonna affect the rest either of that production or it's gonna affect the rest of that strategy maybe for your business right if you are the one running that so uh, I want to bring that back and be like, okay, what, those principles that you're sharing right now and, and, and that way of living on like, how do I approach these problems? Apply it if you're producing whatever, a podcast, a video, right? Whatever content wise, because it's going to happen. So, okay, let's identify how we feel, which is okay. It's normal. Everybody goes through that. Even massive producers, people that are creating at, a, at the highest level, they still live with those things. I'm like, okay, sounds good. I recognize it. How am I going to tackle this situation now? What am I grateful for? I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to actually share my message, right? Uh, I'm actually grateful that somebody listens and took action. Remember those moments when somebody listened to something that you said, appreciated, applied it into their daily life, got results. That is massive, right? Whether that's one person or a thousand, that is incredible. So yeah, I love this topic. I love it. Yeah, well, the one thing is that, first of all, to be grateful that you're opening the opening the mic, turning on the camera, mm -hmm. you're in the arena to go. There's that quote about the man in the arena. You're in there. Mm -hmm. So you're already a step ahead of the people who aren't even doing that much. Yes. But what I wanted to talk about, too, was that that gratitude and meditation uh it changes changes your biochemistry. So we talk, I, I mentioned it rewires your brain. Mm. It changes the chemistry in your brain. It helps you release more uh, serotonin and dopamine, which are the feel good chemicals. Yeah. It really helps your body release less cortisol, which is the stress chemical. Mm -hmm. It all of these things that it's doing this this rewiring process is really helping you become more grounded, mm -hmm. calm which then means that you are more focused and more effective in what you're doing. So that's where the real benefits come in. When you start talking mm -hmm. about in terms of work and how you work, you can make better decisions. Yeah, you can yeah. come from a place of responding instead mm -hmm. of reacting. Yep. It just, it makes you a better business person. So when I started that first business with the gratitude cookies, I looked at what, the most successful business leaders in the world and top athletes were doing. Mm. And you'll notice that the majority of them practice meditation mm. and they credit, not just practice it like in hiding, you know, yeah. they, they credit a lot of their success to the fact that they meditate. Yes. You still have to do the work mm -hmm. and they do. However, meditation 
gratitude puts them in this place of being ready to do the work in the most efficient way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think about probably the the last person people would think and relate to like meditation, that state, but is Gary Vee. Like he talks about that thing all the time. He's like, gratitude, 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 right? And I'm impressed. I mean, he's been talking about that for for years. Obviously, there's other people I've been talking about for ye way more. But I feel like for the audience that he talks about, right, he, he talks to people about hustle, hustle, mm -hmm. right? And those are people that mm -hmm. don't slow down enough sometimes mm -hmm. to feel that gratitude and have that practice. Um, so I'm curious, Lori, obviously, this cookie business and gratitude, I think it it affected that transition to the new business in a way, right? Um, I, I read part of your story. So, you know, I kind of like know a little bit that you have on your website, just so you know. <laughs> and hashtag stalker. Uh, hashtag stalker, <laughs> that's right. So, uh, you know, I, I'm curious. I, I want to hear that explanation from, from your side, right? Like your more personal point of view on what happened at the end of those 11 years. I know you were feeling some type of way, right? And what kicked that transition into what you're doing right now? Yeah. So I, uh, I had decided because I couldn't scale the business, I had decided to close it. Mm -hmm. Um, and at that same time, not because, but at the same time, my mom was diagnosed with an acute form of leukemia mm -hmm. and she passed away six weeks, about six weeks later. And so, you know, I was mourning the death of my business and my mom at the same time and thinking about what is it that I want to do with my life now? Because do I want to live the same? Do I want to live the next 20 years the same way I lived the last 20? And that's not to say, I have to always say, that's not to say that, that the previous 20 were terrible. They weren't. They weren't at all. They were, they were pretty good. Yeah. Pretty great. It's just a reevaluation okay, now what do I want to do moving forward? Because my mom was only 73 years old. So mm. to me, that's pretty young. Yeah. yeah. And, and so if, and none of us know how long we have. Some of us get, you know, Betty White, 99 years. And mm. some of us yeah. don't even mm. get 50. So yeah. what do you want to do to make the most of those years? And that's what I started thinking about when um when i was going through that whole transition period mm. and i i don't know if this is where you wanted to lead me but i was <laughs> i was married then mm. and was uh one of the things that i was thinking about of do i want to stay mm. in this relationship that is with an amazing amazing person however the relationship is fine it's fine mm. it's not great mm. and It really wasn't serving either one of us anymore. But you know what? It's so hard to leave fine. Whether fine is a job, you know, my business was fine for a couple of years and, and I just let it be fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe I should have shut it down sooner because it was fine, but it's hard. It's hard to leave fine, whether fine is a job, a relationship, a, yeah. a health condition. Like, oh, it's fine. I, So, um, yeah. yeah, but I decided that fine was not okay to live the rest of my life. And, um, yeah, that's why I just 
Yeah, it's the moment Change that, everything. Yeah. yeah. It is a decision away, right? Like that and and that takes a lot of uh, a lot of guts and and uh, mm-hmm. you know, kudos to you to, for making that choice, right? Cuz yeah. it's not easy. It's like and uh, we're we're laughing at the beginning cuz like, you know, we 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 have this mentor, right? And uh, we have one of a gra- I had a great moment when I met him. And uh, I used to I used to manage a fitness studio, and he was a member in that fitness studio. And uh, I didn't know his past. I didn't know like what he did for for a living. And uh, he was like a five a.m. or like he'll take these workout five a.m. super early, right? And I was there, and uh, and when I opened the studio at four thirty, I had music going on, and I had people that would walk in at four thirty in the morning, and they were just like you know just woken up, right? They're like, dude, Luis, please put that music down. I just want to you know be quiet for a second before like we go in there and do the workout. This guy will come in, and he was loud. He was like, what? Stop giving high fives. They were like, "Yeah, you're my kind of person, right?" And one day he walks out and he's uh, and I go like, "Hey, have a have have a good day, right?" A good. And he he stops at the door. He turns around and he's like, "No, have a great day. Have an amazing day, my man." And he walks out. And I'm like, "What?" And like that 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 moment there like meant so much to me. And then years later, like he he's one of our main mentors and uh, to this day, right? And and we owe a lot of what we've done. To working with him but uh that mindset there that you say is like hey it's not just it's not just fine and that that's a joke like hey how are you doing and recently we were in montana at a different event you know i'm seeing this thing and that was one of the things it's like well going through this day you know in and out and the answers and and the things that we say right well guess what i am not just fine things maybe in my life are falling apart yeah. or maybe you know they're this is how i really yeah. feel right like, and i should not be apologetic of the way that I really feel yeah. about these things, right? Like practice yes. radical honesty in that sense. It's like, yeah, a lot of people, they ask him, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. And he's like, you know what? I'm happy right now, but, you know, in my life, I'm stressed because of X, Y, and Z. And you start dropping everything. And then uh, the guy that shared that, he's like, either people leave me because they think I'm crazy <laughs> or they really, really connect with me because they say, wow, yeah, this yeah. guy is very authentic. But just like you say, right, it's very easy to... Leave, it's very difficult to leave fine, right? It's, I feel like fine is predictable. Fine is a comfort zone, right? And just, exactly. so you, just so you know, I wasn't trying to like lead the conversation to that specific thing, but like yeah. it landed in there. Yeah. And I do want to explore fine, honestly, right? And I mentioned this in, 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 in the last episode that we, either the last one or two episodes ago, and it just blows my mind because... It seems like the universe puts certain things on the plate right when I'm about to have an episode and it blows my mind. Last night, I'm reading this book. It's called The Truth. And it's you remember about, the name of this one. It's, it's about job. relationships. And literally, it's this yeah. guy that is, uh, he, he pretty much is having a hard time. It's a, it's a memoir, actually, from a journalist. And he's having like a hard time committing to his partner. So he goes to this like therapy, whatever. And they ask him, how are you? And he's like, everything is fine. And everybody in therapy is like, ooh. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, fine. They, this is what they told him. Fine uh-huh. actually means fucked up, insecure, neurotical, <laughs> and emotional. And, yeah. and I remember I read that and I was like, wow, that's very interesting. A lot of people just say fine, right? And maybe they're not all four of those, but there are a few of those. And literally today... Right. I'm like, oh, we're going to talk with Laurie. And I started checking all, you know, the podcast, your website. And I was like, no way. <laughs> like, let's go in depth into this. So, yeah. Tell me more about, you know, how you discovered that about fine. Yeah, actually, when I use the term fine as a four letter word for my podcast, 
uh, that's not what it, I know, I've heard that acronym and that's not, that's not what it means. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean, for a lot of times it is what, what it's does exactly it mean? Exactly what you said uh, on, on your, uh, in my part. term, yes. it's just fine. It's just, it's the whole thing of people go around saying I'm mm. fine when there's a dumpster fire going on mm. and they don't want you to know about it. Yep. Yeah, it, it's fine. It, there's two reasons they do that. It's one because they don't want to burden you with their, uh, as you, Fonzie just said, they, with all of their issues. Yeah. Or they um, they don't want to even admit it to themselves. Like mm. they just want to keep it all wrapped up. Yeah. It's all good. I got it under control. Yeah. And uh, what, yeah. So what what tipped this scale for you? Like what was that? Like do you remember that moment where you're like, you know, f this. Like I'm, I'm doing something new, right? Like, because that, that moment when we make the decision, like it's, it's, I remember, for example, a decision that we made that was probably, I mean, it was a little bit forced. It was when we lost almost all the business when COVID started, right? We were helping local business owners and the decision there was like, okay, we were looking for an excuse to kind of get out of these accounts. because like, it wasn't serving us. It wasn't serving them. Like we, we were in a transition period and the decision was like, dude, we have like 60 days, two months of runway. And we had no staff at the time. It was just us. And the decision was to do this, right? Commit like debt to the show, right? Um, and I remember that was a that was a moment like in our in our business that that we remember will will treasure forever. And I and I remember that whole day exactly what happened. D did that happen with you when you made that decision? Where like, hey, you know, did I I'm I'm done with fine. Like, what made you tip that scale? I don't know that it was a specific incident mm. for a lot of people. It is. And for a lot of people, it's, uh, it is a forced decision. Like you said, mm -hmm. it's something that is forced upon them. Yeah. Like they get fired from a job they've been at for 20 years, which happened to one of my guests. Um, but you know, deep inside she knew it was time to go. She was just afraid to leave. And then the universe took care of that for her. Yeah. And, it's this, it's, you know, so for me, it was a lot of creeping up to the edge yeah. of the cliff and then backing away and, and going up and coming back at, like a lot. And then finally I just said, all right, we have to have this conversation. And I don't even yeah. remember what it was, why I picked that particular day or moment or whatever, but I had to have that conversation with my husband four times before he actually heard what I was saying and took it took me seriously wow. so that was just like you know i i say in my presentations like it's like ripping out your heart four times yeah stomping on it because it's hard enough to have the conversation once but then he didn't hear me or he didn't believe me so i had to do it again and wow. again and again and that you know that's just how it went but yeah. um but sometimes i mean that's what you got to do yeah mm -hmm. and that's why it's important to have again to have like a coach or a mentor or somebody who can, what I say is hold your hand and kick your ass at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. You just, again, just remind me to something else I read on the book and it's the definition of intimacy is sharing your reality with someone else and knowing you're safe and then being able to share their reality with you and also being safe. Right. And I mean, we talk about a little earlier, creating that space, right. When they ask you, Oh, how are you? Well, if you say fine, you're lying on that space that you are, but you can create a space for very authentic relationships. And you never know what can come out of that when you're, you know, putting yourself out there yeah. and then, you know, maybe you're feeling safe because that person, you know, corresponds 
that that emotion that you're putting out there into into the world. And I think that's pretty pretty important. And I think people are very afraid to put themselves out there nowadays. Now, with with what you teach people, right, with their awareness, right, how to find their clarity and the strength to live their their next twenty years more intentionally, right. And I I was looking at it right now, so I could you know properly <laughs> read it. <laughs> um, like, right. what does you know this radical honesty, um, you know. Maybe that intimacy, putting themselves out there, right, for other people to perceive them as the real them. Uh, what does it mean? How do people start stepping into that as well? I do think this translates. It doesn't. It's not only about the personal life. This just drips all over your business life as well. The relationships that you get to build, you know, whether that is through a podcast, uh, through a speaking gig, like anywhere. I think it is extremely helpful. So... What are, what are those, if you don't mind me sharing a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's really all about connection. We are living in a time when people are starving for connection. We are connected more yeah. like, you know, through social media, through, you know, I look at my phone and I'm like, if, if there's one more way for people to get in touch with me, <laughs> I'm going to pull out all my hair. You know, I'm getting texts and phone calls and boxers and direct messages from LinkedIn and Facebook and everywhere. And so we're plugged in, mm. but we're not connected at the heart. Mm. And that's where, when you can get yourself to this place of being connected, as you said, of sharing what's really going on and making real connections. Yeah. That's when your whole life changes. Your whole business becomes real. People want to work with you because you are a real person and your personal life becomes so much more fulfilled. Your soul is fulfilled. Yeah. You know, we get into work. I think a lot of us uh, entrepreneurs or people who are listening to your show are doing what they're doing because it fulfills something in their soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what happens when you are coming from a place of connectedness. But when you're afraid to share, you know, again, a lot of times entrepreneurs are afraid they they just want to put the business part out in front. They're afraid to share their personal stuff, yeah, or who they really are. But that's what makes people want to work with you. That's mm -hmm. what really differentiates your business from somebody else who has a similar business. They want to know who you are. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, on the way, on the way to the studio, I was listening to the show, and it's about these guys that uh, do YouTube, and they're in Switzerland right now. And they're they're about to launch a massive. Uh, they just launched a massive like beverage company, like worldwide, right? And uh, these guys are in the one of the most expensive cities in the world right now. And they were saying like how they don't they don't fit in the in the, into that into that world. They went to like a couple of social events. There's a couple of investors there, and they're they're you know. Uh, telling their story from their point of view and and uh, using their language and they've that one of the biggest podcasts in the in the world. But and uh, after that conversation, that was very real. It was like, hey, I'm part of this conversation with like three friends, right? They they, they all three own different businesses. Um, <clears throat> one of them was reflecting on the la on the year before, and he was a comedian. Uh, he would do these skits or whatever, and then he was added into the show, and he said that since he was added into the show just the fact of sitting there and having those real conversations, right. That were out to the world 
made him be in a place where he actually had to follow through what he with what he was saying, right? So he's a man, he's a man of faith. He will say that in the middle of the show. The other two are not of faith. Like they, they do whatever you know on, on their thing or whatever. But he was like he had to back up what he was saying publicly because he was being vulnerable. And he said that it was the the, the most impactful year growth wise, personal growth wise, business growth wise, like opportunities came because people connected with with who he was. And I thought that was so incredible. And it, People that live in this world, they live in LA, so clearly like very different environment that, for example, us that live here in Florida, right? <laughs> and uh, but at the same time, at that level where you where you share this in front of an audience, whether that's one person, two people, or thousands or millions, like they do, right? The effect is is very similar because we've lived it. As he was telling that story, we lived the same thing, like with publishing, and I'm sure like you have with your uh, incredible show, same thing, right? That like we we share these things, and we're like, oh, okay, well, I said this, I gotta back it up, right? I gotta make sure. Am I really? Do I really believe this? Like, is this being? Am I? I'm being tested right now, and uh, and I need to fulfill and, and and honor that commitment that I just put out to the world and to the universe. So I think is a is a is a beautiful thing, and all these things mixed together with. A little gratitude on top, or a lot of gratitude on top. It's it's a perfect equation to continue your growth and 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 that positive impact that eventually we all want to do, and why we do these things to be able to fulfill those desires. So, um, I think I think it's awesome. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. The audience is going crazy. I was just, okay, snap. <laughs> yeah, Laurie, I'm curious what what is next in in your journey, right? Like with mm-hmm. what you're building right now. What is your goal? Uh, what type, like specifically, who are you trying to help? Yeah, I'm taking this to corporate. Oh. Yes. So, because entrepreneurship is the greatest professional and personal development journey you can go on, right? Mm. But people in corporate don't have, ne- they don't necessarily know about the same tools or have access to the same information and tools. I mean, they do, but they don't. They don't go looking for it. It's not part of their daily, yeah. you know, journey of work. Um, so my, yeah. So where I'm going now is, is to sales teams one, cause I believe that meditation and gratitude and visualization is a shortcut to success. And what do you know, a salesperson who's not looking for a, sur- a shortcut to success. So, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so there's that. And then people in the more general sense of business in on, you know, other parts of the teams, not sales teams necessarily are so stressed out. Everybody's running around like their hair's on fire and they can't breathe because they're so overwhelmed. They're so filled with anxiety. They are paying attention to what's going on in the news. Um, whether it's news of the inside their company internally or news of what's going on in the world. And they just don't have the tools to, manage Mm -hmm. all of that yeah and so i that's my that's where i am right now bringing that good to them because if the more people who learn how to feel gratitude find and feel gratitude and meditate so that they can be grounded calm coming from this place of peace yeah oh my gosh think about how much better the world would be if more people could just feel better absolutely yeah. uh so it's so good how how can people tune in into like you uh your show connect with you if they are part of a corporate team and they want this how do they reach out to you how do how do they get in touch yeah my website is my company and my website is zen rabbit zen rabbit uh of course linkedin i'm on linkedin all the time yeah. uh instagram 
Zen underscore rabbit. And the podcast is called fine is a four letter word. Let's go guys. Make sure you go connect, scroll down, tap every single link. Uh, don't just plug in, actually connect intentionally. Uh, and you won't regret it. Lori is absolutely amazing. Lori, last two questions. First, do you have any action points that we can leave the person that is listening right now that they are, you know, ear right next to the speaker, pen on hand and paper and just taking notes? What is it that they can do to take one step forward towards their goal? Oh, this is good. I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> Here's the thing. We, we always are finding things to complain about, right? Which is just part of human nature. Like, ah, oh, I can't believe it's raining today. Or I can't believe that, you know, my two-year-old threw a tantrum. Mm -hmm. When you catch yourself complaining, stop and go, but, and it's intentionally using the word, but, but I'm grateful for. It's just what you talked about at the beginning of the show, but intentionally catching mm -hmm. yourself complaining and saying, but I'm grateful for. And, you know, normally you hear that the word, but you shouldn't use it because it cancels out whatever you just said. Like that was a great presentation, but let me give you now the person didn't even hear you say that was a great They presentation. The, the but. We're doing it intentionally <laughs> yeah. here because we want to cancel out that, that exactly. first part of the complaint. So that take that and do Ooh. it for the next 24 hours and then expand and do it for the next week and see how your experience of life changes. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I love it. I, yeah. We were both like, I was yeah. typing and Fonzie was I, putting I, it in there. I, I put it as a, one of those logic. If this, then that I was like, <laughs> if complaining, then say, but I'm grateful for. Yeah. There I think, I think it's, it's, that is so yeah. good. As you, as you were explaining, I was going back through some of the, some of the experiences where it's happened naturally, because I was aware I was in the moment. It, it's, it's not often. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, like the, I, I saw the after effect, right. The more, the more recent is the one that I shared, but it's very positive. The whole day was incredible, incredible. It, we grabbed momentum. Like, like we started focusing on those positive things. So I was writing in here. I'm like, make this part of that, you know, morning routine affirmations, things that, that we go and do on to, to remind myself that this is a habit that we need to build. Right. And, and be conscious about, about doing this. Right. Yeah. Um, love uh, it. Thank uh, you so much. I was about to complain about my brother's bad jokes, but I'm grateful that we get to do this podcast <laughs> together. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey. Excellent. That, that, Excellent yes, way that, to turn it around. 10 out of 10 performance right there. Thank you. Laurie, I love this. Hey, I, 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 I really gonna, love this I'm action I'm just going to put out there that you laughed and Laurie laughed. So I'm just going <laughs> to. Okay. Uh, where, Laurie, last question on the show. Where will you be if you did not publish? Where would I be if I did not publish? Yeah. I would probably be working at a job for somebody else. <laughs> like I wouldn't be an entrepreneur. I mean, it to me, publishing is, is the, the, mm. the essence of being an entrepreneur. Like yeah. no, nobody would know what I have to offer if I wasn't publishing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love the, it. Uh, the, the reason we ask that question. It's my lifeblood. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. It's, it's like, it's like uh, asking Elon, like, Hey, you know what? 
uh, how do you, what's it called? What's, what's it called? It's like, <laughs> I don't know, Elon are you like, asking? No, 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 it's like, it's, it's part of you, right? Like, it's like asking Elon, it's like, hey, how are you, how are Fail. you? How do you deal with failure? Yeah, how do you deal with failure, right? And he's like, what? That's not even part of my language, right? That's not even part of my thing. And uh, and that's how we feel now about, you know, the show. It's like, you know, why do you guys do the show? It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> the thing is going to live forever. It might evolve, but like, it will be there forever at some degree. So th- thank you for that answer. The reason we ask that question is because a lot of people out there that come to us, are in this period where like they're hesitating to start publishing. They're hesitating to start putting their message out there, whether that's a company or a solopreneur, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so important because people like you, for example, have been on the show and are going through this personal journey, business journey. Like it, it is an integral part of what they're doing. And uh, you're serving incredible people. And it, it's just helping not just your business, but it's helping everybody else that listens to that message at some degree. So it's so, so important that we integrate these things into our daily lives and businesses. Yeah, I just want to throw in one other thing because you said about failure and Elon, Elon Musk and his you know, I would challenge anybody who is using that word of failure to, mm-hmm. to define what is failure for you. Mm-hmm. And on the opposite, what is success for you and what is failure for you? Make your own definition. Yeah. Yes. This, this is how, how I, I go with it. I say, if failure, then learning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm like obsessed with I, the logical syntax are, are right now. Are you a computer now? What's going on, man? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, sim- I'm simplifying my operational system. I like okay? it. I like it. Simplicity like it. is the ultimate sophistication. <laughs> there you go. Leonardo da Vinci. Boom, boom, boom. I, I gotta agree with that. I yes. agree. Thank you. I got. I gotta yeah. give credit to credit to due. Uh, shout out to my my buddy Seth Ellsworth. Um, he taught me that. So <laughs> I, just, I just gotta give credit where credit's due. Yeah, Lori. Any anything else that you want to add before we head out? I think we covered a lot of ground here. <laughs> that was good. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. No, thank you for coming. It was absolutely amazing. It was a great time. I think this is one of the episodes where we've laughed the, mo- the most. I, I know. Feel like. Thank you for being good game and, you know, just yeah. laughing at my bad jokes. That's okay. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. She's like, yeah, they were bad. I, I got to be a good guest. <laughs> it was awesome. Awesome. Fancy, anything else? Uh, no, I am ready to go. It was absolutely amazing. Sweet. Thank you once again, Lori. Really appreciate you. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show on your favorite social media and at Co. That is right. And if Lori here help you move one step forward towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with three friends. And, and don't forget <laughs> to leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.